Hi, and welcome to Buy It's Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of films they find on streaming services. I am 50% of your host, Kevin. And I'm the other 50%, equaling 100, Bree. Thank you for explaining to our audience how addition works. <laughs> it's better than the fractions we tried last time. <laughs> uh, I didn't try them. I nailed it. I crushed those fractions. <laughs> You check my math. 50% each time. Reduced <laughs> to one half. All right. Bree, welcome back. Thanks. You too. Hey, you know, I'm just glad to be here. I'm really glad you're here too, honey. It would make it literally impossible to do this podcast if one of us was gone. <laughs> no, it would it would involve uh, one of us just yelling into the void. Um <laughs> And frankly, I do that pretty much every time when we are not around. So <laughs> this is just I, nice because at least uh, you have a more luxurious voice than the ones that answer me. <laughs> well, speaking of creepy voices, I think we're going to get quite a few in this next movie. That is true. Uh, the next film we are watching is Sator which I'm maybe not be saying, right? S-A-T-O-R. Sator. I think it's Sator. 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 I don't know. I I think it's sloppy. I don't, I don't know, pronounced, man. And I think it's Sator. Okay, I am also very frustrated because I just looked it up. It is uh, not a real word. It turns out not to be a real word. <laughs> I think it is. Isn't it? No. I've heard that before. No. Have you it's heard like, the word Seder? It's like the, it's another name for the devil, isn't it? Oh, okay. Apparently I'm. God damn. <laughs> what? No, it, yeah, like it's a word. Spit I don't it out. like this. I don't, I, I'm learning stuff on the fly. I don't, <laughs> I had learned all my facts for the day and I don't want to <laughs> learn more facts. <laughs> So apparently there's a Seder square or a Rotus square. It's a two-dimensional word square containing a five-word Latin palindrome. It features in early Christian as well as in magical contexts. The earliest example of the square dates from the ruins of Pompeii, which some scholars attribute to pre-Christian origins such as Jewish or Mithraic. Oh, okay. Uh, which, cool. Cool. Ooh. Based on the cover picture, I thought it was just going to be another name for Beelzebub. Uh, it also apparently can mean farmer or creator. Hmm. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a minor Roman agricultural deity or cult title. Oh, did we just kind of ruin something? <laughs> did I ruin something with the power of knowledge? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so based on that, I think there's going to be farming in this movie. Ah, uh, do you think so? I'm also wait, wondering wait, wait, if... Wait, 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 We should, before we get here, we should actually, like, describe the cover. No, I'm, I'm, we're past covers. We're into words, man. No, no. Uh, we're into my wheelhouse. What, what do words mean? Okay, so, uh, nothing. so... Nothing, mean nothing. We made them all up. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, I am actually going to share my screen and I you can see the cover along with us but those of you that are listening realize she was stalling because she forgot where the screen share button was no I figured it out uh, <laughs> those of you that are listening uh, we will describe oh shoot see I'm still learning okay hold on okay there we go <laughs> You know, folks, this is why you watch this show with us for the high quality production values. I, I swear to God, uh, network cable ready is what we are. <laughs> so uh, I will describe the cover since Kevin is so judgy, judgy, judgy right now. <laughs> uh, this show is literally named after a quote about judging things. So, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're flying with it on brand. Okay, so we have a mostly gray screen, or mostly gray cover, uh, with what looks to be a potentially charcoal painting of what looks like a 
creepy devil figure drawn out uh, along with a bunch of scribbles in the background that say like I am satyr and then other things I can't pick out and then there's some creepy old old person I don't know it's probably a lady uh, fingers holding down the paper you know it's it's bad that you assume that it's a woman's hand an old woman's hand it could also be an old person's hand that just has a bunch of coke nails I said old person I know but you said probably a woman's oh yeah I mean don't forget that 80s were a long time ago this person men can could, do coke too <laughs> this person could have just liked to party okay <laughs> Uh, one hand is holding the paper steady and the other hand has what looks like could be a fountain pen. It is a fountain pen. Uh, I uh, I am not an expert. You're pretty darn close though. I am. I do believe, let me see. I do believe it is uh, just a simple, I have one. I'm pretty sure it's just a Pilot Metropolitan. Not to be like, hey, let's. Oh, you did this on purpose, didn't you? You picked this movie because of the fountain pen. I, I collect fountain pens. <laughs> Anyways, I'm pretty sure it's just a Pilot Metropolitan that they took the patina off. Because like that pen, if you still look at it, it still has a, a plastic section. Yeah, I see it. And uh, it looks about like the plastic section on my pen. So you know. Also, like that clearly is like not drawings that were done. Or no, not with scribbles a... that were done with a pen. That's totally not how fountain pens. That's not their um, characteristics. Yeah, <laughs> but again, yeah, like this is where we're gonna draw the line of like, oh, my disbelief is suspended, <laughs> like it's shattered on this. Can't literally unwatchable. One out of ten. <laughs> um, this movie is a Jordan Graham film it looks like. That's one of the things they said. Um, and then it's Seder in slightly creepy writing. It's a Fantasia official selection of 2019. Uh, do you want to read the tagline or do you want me to? The tagline after you have suffered, he will find you. I bet I know who he is. <laughs> Seder. Yeah. Yeah. Or Sator. I think it's Seder. I'm going to say it the way I want to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he kind of looks... So this picture... And I'm I'm actually... I'm going to... You said it was a charcoal drawing. I think actually photo negative. Oh. But it looks a lot like a Wendigo kind of... Like the way we've seen the Wendigos depicted in popular fiction. It's got antlers uh, on a decayed rotted deer skull and then kind of a fur coat kind of thing it looks like a shaggy beast yeah but, uh, yeah I so I'll be I'm a little bit curious because you know me I am always down for a good monster like flick so I don't know if you zoomed in enough to notice this but uh, screenplay by written by directed by Oh no, did you do this to us? <laughs> All by Jordan Graham. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh yeah. no. Just unofficial by its cover rule of thumb. If your director has more than three jobs on a movie, it's not good. Well, he could break the cycle. Do unless you are John Carpenter in like 1978 or your Stanley gosh dang Kubrick no <laughs> hire out like <laughs> delegate they may not be able to afford that cabin I, I don't I don't look stop having dreams that you can't afford <gasps> Kevin that's such a shitty and like not really good self-reflective statement for you to make. <laughs> oh, I just realized looking at my own life, I'm like, stop having dreams you can't afford. <laughs> oh, no. Everything I can't afford. Um, I would have zero dreams. Like, the McChicken would be a close dream, you know? <laughs> How much changes in the couch? <laughs> yeah. 
literally all my dreams would be around what's on a dollar menu somewhere. <laughs> uh, Kevin, do you have yes. anything else to say about the cover? Uh, I kind of dig it. I mean, the only part I don't dig, and you know, you've already called me out for being classist here about dreams. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a little ageist. Those hands gross me out way more than the monster does. I totally agree with that. There, there's some uh, look. Proper root care for your nail bed. It's not impossible <laughs> under any circumstance. Proper, like manicure hygiene good self-care <laughs> okay do you have do you want to go into what you think this movie is going to be about uh i think the old lady is going to be sacrificing people oh to this thing okay um i think there's going to be a scene in a, a darkened forest mm-hmm. and like a torch or a flashlight that illuminates that dead deer skull face Ooh, creepy. Yeah. I think this is a movie, I hope, I hope this is a movie that shows the creature a bunch. Mm. Because, like, I'm, you know, uh, it also, I just realized that monster looks a little bit like you, one of my favorite films, if you remember uh, The Ritual. Oh, yeah. Where the friends are backpacking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a little bit like that. So I'd be kind of cool with that too, like a, a an unknown horror deep in the woods. But I also have think I have a feeling that like this is going to be a, a like this thing is going to be a sacrifice. Like people are getting sacrificed mm-hmm. to it type deal. Okay. Yeah. And you, do you want to Scooby Doo this one? Can you Scooby Doo it? Um. Well, I think that. Uh, I mean, based on the tagline, I think we're going to have a f- broken family of sorts. Uh, I think one of the, I think one of the kids will have died, uh, and the parents take the other kids out into a rural area, and they're gonna be farming. And I think that, um, I think it's gonna be a lot like the witch, which I hated. So perfect. Perfect in every way and in no way deserving critique or criticism from half of this podcasting crew. Uh, so I think that there's going to be some insanity or um, brain play going on. Brain play. God, I hate the way you said that. Yeah, um, I didn't like it either. As soon as I said it, I was like, huh. yeah, that sounded like a real weird fetish that somebody has. You're like, you know. I'm into a little pony play, a little brain play, you know, I do a little bit of brain play. You know, those Egyptians, they got that sucker right up in there. Oh, that was a hook for mummification. It wasn't naughty. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I think, okay. Honest, like family going through some kind of loss or separation either a dead family member, maybe a a father or a mother that passes and the kids go out to this woods for a fresh start with living parent. Mm -hmm. There's an old caretaker there that's either an old family member or like everyone knows her as crazy Matilda. I'm going to assume her name is Matilda. (laughs) Okay. And uh, she warns them about something, but then like she seems too creepy about it. And yeah. And then like shenanigans happen and then the their grief and their sadness and their sorrow uh, brings Sator to them. Sator. 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 Okay, so there's two things that we're going to... S-A-T or A-C-T is the sequel. <laughs> okay, so there's two things that we're going to come back and, and let these people know about. Well, there's several things, but... Don't call our audience these people. These people... These people that are amazing and have stuck with us during our fluctuations. <laughs> Again, my challenge still stands. I'll punch you in the shins if you're like, oh, you didn't do enough in 2021. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. We are going to see if you are right or if I am right about the loss, whether you think it's going to be a parent and I think it's going to be a child. I think you just don't like kids. Not so far as to have them die. I just don't want any of my own. Yeah. Well, I'd be fine if, like, a kid was maimed. No! In a coma. She's like, 
just not around is what I'd be fine with. <laughs> not what I'm saying. If they ship them to a farm upstate, that would be great too, where they could run and play and I never have to see them again. <laughs> like my goldfish, Mr. Flippies. <laughs> and we are also going to figure out if I'm right with Sator or if you're right with Sator. I feel like you just said the same word twice. No, I didn't. They're totally different. <laughs> All right. So are we going to go watch this movie? Yeah, let's go watch this movie. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Bree, in case you forgot in the two seconds. <laughs> yeah, Bree, it's a different day for us, not for them. Uh, <laughs> they could always pause it. They could. That'd be so weird. <laughs> you just pause this and well, like, I'll maybe, get around to it when I get around to it. Maybe they pause it, watch the movie, and then come back and listen to what we have to say to see if they agree. I mean, they could. Yeah, okay, we can... We can speculate on how our viewers consume our content, I guess. If you guys do pause it and go watch the movie, let us know. Because uh, I would find that very interesting. Or don't. And you could just listen to our podcast the whole way through. <laughs> Doesn't screw up my analytics on Spotify. <laughs> and then also, uh, we can save you 90 minutes of your life most times. <laughs> yeah, with our hour-long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we they don't have to watch the bad movie to get our witty banter. All right. That, that's a good point. Yeah. A lot of the times uh, we have a lot of a lot more fun talking about it than they probably would watching the movie. Yeah. Unless it's Wolf Cop. And then you're just like, well, <laughs> I'm going to do both. I feel like we've been giving a big, giant, sloppy werewolf blowjob to Wolf Cop for since we watched it. I don't love really any of the words you had in that sentence. Big, sloppy, werewolf blowjob. I, and I don't you, know you just... how to continue what we do knowing that that sentence, which I don't think had ever been said in human history, was birthed from your mouth. <laughs> the same mouth that says things like I love you now has me riddled with doubt. <laughs> oh, well, you just said it too, to be fair. Yeah, but as we've established over 50 some episodes, I'm a goddamn de degenerate. I was about to say de goddamn generate, and I was like, that's not a word. You can't. <laughs> He's a real generate citizen, if you know what I mean. It's not a, it's, it's like being gruntled. You can't, it's tough to be gruntled. <laughs> being gruntled just sounds like something that like you had to put in a jock strap. Right? <laughs> like, your, are you wearing your gruntle right now? <laughs> like that uh, line from 10 Things I Hate About You. I know you can be overwhelmed and I know you can be underwhelmed, but can you just be whelmed? Yeah. Whelmed is a word. Is it? Yeah. What does it mean? I don't know. Girl, I don't know all the words. My name is Kevin. I do this podcast. It's not fucking Miriam Webster. You know what I was thinking the other day? Uh, we we tend to use um, a lot of fun and uh, uh, non-mainstream words when we're talking. Uh, and I hope that someday, if we ever make it famous... I hope that dictionary.com sponsors us. Wouldn't that be fun? I love their Twitter. Yeah. I would love to get a sponsor by the nerdiest book. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like even Harry Potter fans would beat up the dictionary fans. That's cool. Though, to be fair, everything is plagiarism because all the words in those books are in the dictionary. So, you know plagiarism <laughs> okay people so uh we're gonna talk about Seder, which okay also you folks need to know uh this intro to this podcast has been more lines of dialogue than this entire goddamn movie has that's true that's very true uh, i actually think the main character didn't even speak adam uh i think he speaks to pete 
once or twice, but I don't think it's anything. Yeah. I mean, it's like Mad Max Fury Road where, you know, you could, it's not in the 20s, his lines of dialogue. No. Uh, Kevin, what did you snack on while you watched this movie? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I had uh, I had difficulties watching this movie. Like <laughs> twice my computer froze trying to play it. And I was like, I couldn't tell if it had frozen or if it was just a, <laughs> like a lingering shot. Okay. Um, I mean, this movie deals with the like a man's slow descent into madness. And I was like, oh, my God, is this film trying to do this to me? So I had I had two stages of snack. Um, okay. My first one was just some rice. Um which is the best snack. Um, just plain white rice because uh, I wanted to reminisce about what poverty in college felt like. <laughs> and then the second snack, uh, I got some delightful uh, popcorn from a local popcorn place. Oh, yum. Yeah, it was caramel uh, flavored. And is, I think... Is I think that because we went to Indie Pop or just pop in when you were here last? No, it wasn't. But I saw it, and uh, it's called Fancy Pants. Oh, okay. And I wanted some Fancy Pants popcorn. And I think I've used enough peas that you are going to have such a fun time editing this episode. Yeah. They don't do it on purpose. <laughs> um, okay? Don't do it on purpose with a porpoise when you eat <laughs> Fancy Pants popcorn in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. What'd you snack on, babe? I actually had dinner. I made myself some... Uh, carnitas uh auntie when she was here got one of those things where you can microwave the little carnita thing yeah but our audience understands the concept of microwave ovens um and i didn't really like it so i uh fed fed it to the dogs and then made myself a quesadilla instead that feels about how you cook. <laughs> when in doubt, go with uh, <laughs> Spanish-flavored grilled cheese. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> wow, you never really think of uh, quesadillas as that, do you? <laughs> I love grilled cheese. It's just this. caliente grilled cheese. I love quesadillas. <laughs> um, I think, think cheese is the common denominator. <laughs> yeah, I know that about you. So, Seder, there's not really a plot to talk about. I, I was, okay, so while I was watching it, uh, I thought of this question I wanted to ask you, and then you're going to ask me. And so my question to you is, what two movies does this movie remind you of? Like, it's an, it's a smush of them. Oh, um, it's a smush. Uh, I mean, definitely there's hereditary influences. Okay. In there. Um, and then there's also uh, definitely some The Witch. I mean, this is definitely uh, an A24 style movie. Yeah. I I have to say, though, I think A24 does a better job at sucking, like, overall than they do. I mean, they're... See, I love, they're I high, love A24 movies. They're A24 high quality. Is, yeah. This, I feel, may have been somebody's, like, art school film project... Yeah, I mean, if it, if it was, they did good. Absolutely. Um, I thought, personally, there was a lot of instances that remind me of Donnie Darko. Okay. And um, not necessarily the scary parts of Blair Witch, um, but definitely the nature scenes, um, obviously. Uh so those are the two movies that I wondered if there was a, a lot of influence on the creator for that. Yeah. So quick overview of Seder here, folks. This is the basic plot. A man named Adam is living in a cabin remotely after his grandfather passes away. Um, he is visited by his brother, Pete, who's had a mental breakdown at one point, And they're dealing with their grandma named Nani, that is going through dementia. Um, and they have a sister named Deborah that's trying to like keep everything together. Um, the grandma Nani believes uh, she is visited or possessed by an entity known as Seder. Yep. Um, who also has kind of a cult that exists out in the woods. 
and uh, Adam is convinced that he's going to go out and kill it. He actually believes that uh, their grandfather sacrificed himself to Seder. Yeah. And the movie is slowly his descent into madness. But that being said, it's not chronological. No, there are elements of flashbacks. Well, they'll do stuff in black and white, Mm -hmm. which was really frustrating because it's not consistent. Um, Right. had a couple instances of like, Adam chopping wood that they did in black and white. And I was like, why is this a, like, it doesn't tie to anything. So why is this a flashback? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I getting a flashback of chores? I also want to let you know that there is a dog in this movie Mm -hmm. and he does disappear, but it is never confirmed that he was killed. No, he comes back at the end. Did he? (gasps) Yeah. Nani's chilling with him. I must've missed that. No, the very end is a flashback. No, it's not. That is present tense because that's not in black and white. Flashbacks are in black and white in this movie. No, at the very end where she's like looking at the camera. Yeah. And Adam's sitting in the chair with her and the weird cult guy. Yeah, the dog's there. You didn't finish watching it. Yes, I did. I got to end credits, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, yay dog. Boom, I win. I paid more attention to this movie than you did. Why? Because this is my kind of movie. It is. I told you it was going to be. Now, I will say, this movie is 80% my kind of movie. Okay, tell me uh, more. Because I will 100%, I'm getting very statistical. I will always be on board with a mo- like a horror movie that chooses not to explain anything and like just wants to throw visuals at you. Because, like... A horror, it fits that genre because then you're uncomfortable. You're like, I don't yeah. know how to feel about anything. It creates this this disquietude in the body uh, that mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm okay with in a horror movie. Uh, this movie, when it has an artistic like shot, nails it. Does I mean, an just excellent, nails. Excellent job. The sound editing in yes. it is phenomenal yeah and like this this i mean it's what i love about the witch what i loved about midsummer what i loved about um hereditary like they can make you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um but where this movie will fall apart is i think people forget like if you're gonna have a movie with sparse dialogue i mean not really any dialogue yeah a little bit here and there but it's all kind of like I mean, it's it's how people would talk. Yeah, I which mean, is it, nice. Nobody talks in exposition, um, right? It, which is is cool because it's like every character knows knows what's going on, except for I will say the character of Evie. She just yeah. What was the point in her? Yeah, just to show that she went insane too. But like they have uh, they have these conversations that you know you're like oh they, stuff's lingering for you the audience, but they'll have these characters do it and they can't deliver it realistically like the character of adam is supposed to be a man that's kind of this stupid character that thinks he's going out to kill evil in the woods mm-hmm. and like it's him slowly getting in going insane and getting possessed and uh he doesn't he doesn't do a good thousand yard dead-eyed stare yeah I mean, he almost looks like he's uh confused by his existence but not in a way that's existential but more like <laughs> how how did i get here today you know <laughs> um and that's not a fault to the actor that's tough to do i mean oh, for sure like friggin tony collette pulls it off beautifully in hereditary it's got to be tough because you are you were supposed to be reacting to like the cosmic horror of your existence mm-hmm. that's not a cgi monster that you even even have a photo reference like there's not a, a tennis ball for you to be like that's the <laughs> eye line for dread <laughs> um like <laughs> You can't, you can't, uh, you know, have Andy Circus come in and play like uncertainty as a character, and be like, just no, we're gonna CGI him. He's gonna be a fucking golem by the end of this. Um, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So, it, like, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to do, and I, I, I think that's where this movie kind of struggled in spots. They'd have incredible mm-hmm. visuals, but then the actors, through no fault of their own, they're just, it's, it's a tough role. Yeah just couldn't convey it in some spots like one in one scene uh adam is supposed to be he saves evie who's tied up and left in the woods as a sacrifice and he unties her and then starts choking her and then supposed to come to his senses and realize that he's being possessed and he just is like 
whoa. Like he has the same uh, whelmedness to him <laughs> as like Neo when he gets out of the Matrix and is like, I know Kung Fu. Adam's like, whoa, I know choking hands. <laughs> and then Evie runs away. But in a way that, like, they had to convey that she's still scared running, not just normal running. So she's like, ah, zigzagging. Ah, 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 ah. It just, oh, God, it sounded like a. Actually, now that I think about it, what they were trying to do is so Adam throughout the movie does this, like, call uh, oh, for the yeah. Seder. And I was like, I think they were trying to make the parallel that she was doing a wounded rabbit sound. Which, by the way, but it doesn't work. The dogs hated this movie. Because of all the sounds. I mean, yeah. you had that weird-ass call that Seder's supposed to make that's supposed to call Seder. And then you've got all these doors creaking and floors creaking. And Captain was alert the whole entire movie. He did not relax. Good. He, the movie did its job then. It made it uncomfortable. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just kind of it is. This movie has some really cool visuals. I will say I did enjoy Pete's performance. I agree. Yeah. I, and I could see somebody watching this movie and hating his character or like hating the actor. But I grew up in enough small towns that I'm like, yeah, a guy that just Accurate. kind of is like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Your dog doesn't run off and, and then an doesn't talk and like has just a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. I'm like, I know every person like that. <laughs> like, It's a yeah. very... A, a very accurate portrayal of people that live out towards the woods or in yeah. the woods. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and the character of Nani is still somehow unsettling in this. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, she's just this kind of weathered, grizzled old woman that's like, they did a good job of depicting mm -hmm. her dementia where she can't like, she didn't recognize Pete. Yeah. And wouldn't recognize conversations and stuff. Um, and they don't ever make her seem threatening, which was interesting to me. But there was something Except unsettling that, about her. Yeah, she was unsettling. Um, my favorite part of the movie actually was the voiceover uh, that they had of, I'm assuming, Pete and Adam's and Deborah's mom mm -hmm. uh, reading like the scripture of Seder. It, yeah, it's uh, so Nani and. Adam's mom, who I don't know if they've ever given her a name. I don't know. Um, she, they both uh, have automatic writing, which was, again was really popular, uh, especially around like the 20s, uh, around seances and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And this idea of like the spirits come into you and tell you what to write. Um, you and, go into like a kind of trance. Yeah. And we actually got to see uh, Nani's fingers with the fountain pen are the ones that are on the cover. Yeah. And did you, uh, there was a bit of trivia that, like, that apparently that was actual uh, automatic writing from, like, 1968. For yeah. That actress. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of interesting. And she you're like, of course. Away. Yes. You find that out right at the beginning. You get, uh, you know, yeah, memory, memory of June Peterson. But, yeah, this movie, um, I think the, the non-linearness of it works. Mm-hmm. Um, it made I, me uncomfortable. The yeah, whole thing I, just made me uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it, it is. And that's just it was it. It's very like, successful like, in that round. Eighty percent of this movie kills it. Mm -hmm. um, it has, you know, it has this moment of intense violence. Yes. Um, that I, I, you know, I, I look at uh, some of the horror movies we've watched. Um, the dark. Was it the dark and the wicked? Or the wicked? Something anyways, like that. Yeah, we watched another one that was very much in this vein where it's like uncomfortable and then intense explosions. Oh, the one with the, the goats out the yeah. out in that out in the yard and they were out in a remote farm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I think it's. I think like I love movies like that because mm -hmm. um, you can. They feel more real to me in a way where you're like, yeah, I can get why these people stay because this is all unsettling, but it's not. You know, like Amityville Horror, the house is bleeding. You're like, I should probably check into an Airbnb. Well, it but... reminds me of that phrase of um, that that study of the frog boiling alive. It, like, the, if the you... study of you mean French cuisine? Kevin, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When they uh, put a frog in a pot that's got cold water, and then he doesn't notice that the temperature is slowly starting to kill him as it rises. Yeah. And it, it's that 
oh shit okay well you know a creepy thing happened no big deal and it just keeps escalating but you're so used to what it's already been happening that you're like oh nbd no big deal yeah and then all of a sudden it's like holy fuck there's skulls in my house (laughs) yeah well i would say i think that's the one thing the movie maybe kind of falls falls short on is they didn't play up the uncertainty of what's happening to the characters because they talk about mental illness a little bit, like point out mm-hmm. that it's kind of a runs in the family. So I got the impression that, um, cause they make a comment about like, well, thank God Nani never hurt anyone, mm-hmm. but I think their mom either burned herself to death or burnt down their house or something at some point. Like they did something happened to mom. Well, at the very beginning, though, you whole, see her setting a fire. Yeah, you see her setting a fire, but then it switches to what I'm assuming is present day, mm-hmm. and the house is totally fine. Yeah. So something there's there's something there that wasn't spoken. I wish they would have like played around with like, well, maybe Adam is just going crazy. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe everyone else is right, um, and they don't. Which again, that's such a for what you get in this movie. It, it works great. It reminds me very much of something Lovecraftian in a way. Which is why I knew you'd love it. Yeah, <laughs> because it's this, this unknown thing in the woods that has a, a secret dark cult around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved... So we actually find out the creature on the cover is not actually a creature. It's like a, a priest or a, a cult disciple. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, I loved the character, the the creature design for it because it's it's a deer's head with ram's horns, mm-hmm. covered in furs, and then to have fingernails, they're the jawbones of I'm assuming deer. Yeah, it was really creepy when one of them pointed their finger and it was just like jaw, and, and you're going yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. I was like this. I, I like this. I like this design. It's unsettling, um, and I, settling is just the word of this. This movie is you're yeah. until you get Adams like, hi. I wonder if the crap table is gonna have sandwiches today. <laughs> Last day, got all the tomato soup and grilled cheeses. I gotta get there early. Oh shit! I'm supposed to be haunted. Oh, oh, it. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I just oh, there was there is now do you have a shot in this movie that made you uncomfortable like more so than the others? Because there's one shot in this movie that I was just like, "Damn, that's tough to watch." Um, I would say that uh, there there are a couple couple places that linger in my mind but for me the most unsettling part was uh when uh nani was just sitting on her bed and uh just staring at the camera yeah old people are creepy sorry (laughs) you oldies like anything an old person does looks inherently terrifying if you just hold a camera on it long enough. <laughs> Nani could have been baking cookies, and if they would have had like no sound except for the sound of like her rolling pin as she's making rolling out the gingerbread dough, I'd be like, God damn, she's gonna sacrifice those gingerbread men to Satan. <laughs> I just oh, there's something like you have lived for eighty years. You you have done some horrible things, haven't you? You know. <laughs> What was your I, most unsettling? Scene? So the, there, there's a scene. I don't want to spoil it for our audiences where uh, they're killing a character. Mm-hmm. There is murder in this. Hold the character's head close to the fire, and his beard actually like they show the fire in the beard. And as a bearded man, I was like, no, no, please don't do that. I was gonna say that one must have hit home. Pretty- yeah pretty solidly <laughs> but also i was like i was like yeah of course of course the beard would set on fire but you don't usually see that in movies when they have right. like hair they don't choose to show that so yeah you just and you got to watch it like go up his beard mm-hmm. and they also they cut his throat and the sound of the blood hitting the hot uh it like fire, sizzled it sizzled i was like oh good job like somebody put some thought into that which i 
always appreciate, especially in a movie that draws so much on the sound of things mm-hmm. making you uncomfortable. This in as actually funny because you talk about like this movie has a couple scenes of like intense violence to escalate things. You don't actually see it no. now that I'm actually thinking about it. Like, yeah, they show you the face, but that's kind of it. And then, like, they show uh, a photo getting splashed with blood. Yeah. And that's that's kind of like it's it's not a movie that's is uh, content with gore porn. Right. It, it really like it wants you to you to make conclusions, and it's going to give you all the things to fill in the story. And I thought that was incredibly effective. Agreed. But also, let's admit this movie is like 15 minutes too long. <laughs> in some spots like i'm like you could you could have cut some of this down we get it yeah (laughs) um but again very pretty this is not a movie that you could stick on in the background and not. no you need to you need to pay attention for sure yeah this isn't a fast and the furious where i'm just gonna look up every once in a while and be like ah (laughs) i know what they're doing (laughs) yeah they're racing cars (laughs) they're going fast and i bet one of them's angry uh all right back to doing whatever i'm doing like this because I, I, when I the movie froze, like I legitimately was like, oh, "Is it frozen? Is this intentional? Did we are we doing this now?" Like I'm like, "What am I supposed to take away from this scene?" And then I was like, "I don't think this is right." <laughs> and then I noticed like the second hands weren't moving, and I was like, "Oh God, have I gone crazy? Uh, do I hear voices in the woods?" <laughs> Thank that God I'm in Pittsburgh, and I'm like, "There's no woods around here." All right. <laughs> Is that you, Steely McBeam face? I don't know. <laughs> Is the somebody doing of... a flash dance? <laughs> yeah. The ghost of Heinz uh, ketchup is calling to me, all the murdered tomatoes. Um, yeah, just, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Pittsburgh. I love you, but you guys love ketchup more than I think is appropriate. I just moved my camera for those of you that are not watching because Kevin looked like he was like a foot taller than me. <laughs> I appreciate it. I was looming large. Um, <laughs> now we look like similar type humans. <laughs> yeah. I just, the one thing I really don't love is how you can see your shoulders and I just am like fill in a frame. Um, <laughs> you can see your shoulders. Not really. I mean, like you can see my shoulders, but like you can see the end, like your curve of your shoulders. Oh, anyways, back to Seder, whatever <laughs> we're talking about now, uh, where all of a sudden, thank God we were recording these. So now I can have weird body image issues. Along with trying <laughs> this to was my idea. Going. Um, <laughs> what would you have changed about this cover? I wouldn't. Okay. I think the only thing I would change is I would have gotten rid of the. Um, automatic writing stuff that they overlaid with the pen and stuff. Honestly, the automatic writing doesn't really do anything in this movie. Like you I don't know. It's you could have thrown it out because she also has audio tapes and there's all these things. Well, but the you could have audio... gotten rid of it and been fine. The audio tapes are readings of the automatic writing. Yeah, but again, like you could have had it be a tape of the interview. You could have also had it be the couple of conversations they had that made it spooky. You don't actually need it. I mean, I know Nani mm-hmm. says like, oh, it's spirits talking through me like they wanted me to tell them or tell their tell something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, you, or you don't need it. Like, I, I think back to Hereditary, not to use that as my gold standard for this kind of movie, but it kind of is um, intensely visual, light on dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, story of family, dysfunction and madness. Mm-hmm. They don't explain the cult around the kid at all. And you don't need it for this because the visuals are supposed to be what leads the uncomfortableness. Now, I will say there is something like if they would have had a scene where they came in and Nani was like automatic writing. That's fine. But rather being like, this is this family secret that we all kind of know, open secret that we know about. I don't know yeah. if I necessarily think it's necessary. So for this cover, I would have actually t- I would I loved the visual of, of Adam when he sees the cult disciple. There's two visuals that really I thought were beautifulness. One, when he first sees that cult disciple, I would have put him in like a smaller, like looking small, being dwarfed by that thing, or yeah. just a focus on that thing because it's unpleasant enough. It's already on the cover to some extent. Yeah. Make that the focal point. Like it's not, you don't need to have a secret for it. Uh, or there was a scene where he's like hunting Seder and he stops by this waterfall. And there's two waterfalls, and he's stuck in the middle of them. 
I'm like, that would that was just I thought a really pretty shot. It doesn't t- again, some t- some parts of this movie are just like, hey, this is a neat visual. Let's have that in there because it's not like it's a relevant plot point. It's not like we he learns anything or discovers anything or it moves the story along. I also think it's supposed to be this idea that Seder is this natural as like this force of nature entity, mm-hmm. like this primordial primeval thing. And it's not necessarily evil, but it's not good. Yeah. Like it demands sacrifices. But at the start of the movie, they say like um, Seder dem- or wipes out anything that threatens the wilderness, the forest. Yeah. Uh, and that's why this forest has no dangerous creatures in it. And like the pe- two people that it that are sacrificed are people that threaten taking Adam back or taking Nani back or like separating these people from this this forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I, to me, it, it's this idea that nature is this violent, but also at times beautiful place. And I think you, that is a nice juxtaposition. That, that there's a balance inherently. Yeah. Um, I would also like to point out that I was wrong. There was no farm in this. There was not a farm. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Cut that out. No surprise, farm. Surprise cough. <laughs> yeah. Snuck up on me. Um. I could feel it brewing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was I, a surprise for me. <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes yeah, I, I choke on my own saliva and I'm like, oh, no, this is it. This is how I count. Um, that would be horrifying. Real- Visual, like we read my death. Yeah. <laughs> I would not love that. Like, what if I had to hunt this podcast for the rest of my life? After that? Well, um, if I didn't have you, I wouldn't be doing it. And you wouldn't get a host and just be like, can you pretend to be a fat bald man? I, the only um, way I would, I the, you know, there's only one way that I would continue on after you. Yeah, I don't. Chris Evans uh, is going to sit and watch <laughs> shitty movies with you. You don't think Chris Evans would watch movies with me? <laughs> I don't know. On Twitter on this and see what he says. Yo, Chris. <laughs> up homie you want to do one of these let's do a bites <laughs> cover you can movie and the snacks but i've seen your abs so i'm not eating goddamn kale chips okay <laughs> um dodger could snuggle with porter and captain whoa you're inviting him over to watch these movies well, wow why would... <laughs> moving fast in my hypothetical death <laughs> Dang, you're using my our podcast, our marriage cast, as your rebound. <laughs> I told you there's only one way. <laughs> Good God, Chris! I take it back. You stay the heck from my podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna get cucked by a podcast. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be around anymore. Oh, okay. I guess that makes you the good one. Ugh, man, Jesus! I have my standards. Uh, do you? <laughs> I'm so glad your standard is husband's breed. Like, <laughs> can't commit adultery. He's a law wink, if you know what that means. Ugh. All right. So, um, Kevin, would you recommend this movie? Yeah. Like I said, a movie, B minus of this movie is, is my jam in my wheelhouse. Uh, I didn't have it. Would thou or uh, does thou wish, wish to live to? God, why, I quote this all the goddamn. Time. Would thou li- uh, would thou like to live it deliciously? Oh, that's not it. Would thou would li- thou like to live deliciously? Why was that so hard? I, that's what I said. No, there was a thousty jousty, uh, but. Would that like to live? There's no moment where you're like, yep, that's infinitely quotable. Uh, you know, it's not Terry where you can just click your tongue and immediately get like a flashback. Uh, or every time, you know, you see a stop sign, you're like, stick your head out. Um, that doesn't happen in this movie. But it's it, it's watchable. It's very visual. Um, it doesn't feel as slow paced as some of the other ones we've watched. But there's every once in a while just a, a, a kind of a shot or a scene that'll take you out of it a bit. Yeah. What about you, Bree? Does it get a recommendation? 
would say yes. Why not? Yeah. It's not the worst way I've ever spent like an hour and a half. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Bree, where can we find you if we want to see more of you or where can we find this podcast? Uh, you I guess find... it's weird to promote this podcast on the podcast itself. Well, but they don't necessarily, I mean, if this is their first episode, they may not know our social True. media. And you, and you can yell at us about how what snacks you consumed or uh, what celebrity I should replace my wife with. Yeah, uh, when I do it this can't show. be Gina Carano anymore. I thought it was Henry Cavill. I'm. I hate to say this. Uh, I don't. I think Henry Cavill would overshadow me. Also, I don't have enough hair to twirl at him while he's talking, so I can't be like, "Oh my God, Henry, this, you're so sweet. You're <laughs> so sweet." <laughs> oh my God, tell me more. Can you do this podcast okay. with your shirt off? <laughs> I'm sorry. People... Continue. <laughs> Where can we find this podcast? Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at By Its Cover Pod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by its cover podcast. You can now find us on YouTube at by its cover podcast. Um, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Bree, B-R-E-E underscore egg, E-G-G. And I have a TikTok too, but I haven't been on it very much. So I uh, check that out and see if I've upped my social media game. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you? Oh my God, please find me. Uh, you can always find anything I'm doing on KevinEggleston.com, uh, at Kevin underscore egg on everything from Twitter to TikTok. Um, you can find me there or just find me on Kevin Eggleston on Facebook. And I'd love to chat with you. I got shows coming up all around the kind of Midwest area mm -hmm. for the next couple months. So hopefully I'll get to see you at one of them. Also, uh, check out his Patreon, Kevin Eggleston. Uh, we have a uh, Patreon-exclusive podcast called Growing Fonder that you can check out by being a subscriber. Yeah. And, it, of course, and if you subscribe to those Patreons or anything, it just always helps us. So yep, we appreciate it. If you like this content, find us on social media and let us know. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.